0: The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on texasfootball.com and get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. And now, on with the show. Yes, yes, y'all! From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Lewisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show that is hoping and praying that this computer holds up. My name is Greg Tepper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com. A corresponding website, thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local, mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there, stressing out about technology. <laughs> Celebrating his 52nd birthday today. Happy birthday, Sideshow Luke Perry.
1: Yeah, I feel like the guy from Airplane right now. Like, I feel like I should just have sweat pouring
0: off. You picked the sides that. Of you picked head. a hell of a day to quit sniffing glue. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Luke Perry, excellent, excellent Simpsons guest. Guest. Oh yeah, uh, definitely. On the uh, Krusty comeback special. Uh, he goes through the acid and says my face, my valuable face it's wonderful." <laughs> uh, and sitting to my right, the Jesse Pinkman and my Walter White, our West African prince it is Ishmael Johnson I almost call you the blue meth to my Walter White but like, I feel like that's probably not
2: it would be accurate, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, today I'm going to distance from accurate.
0: distance from that very quickly. Today is Thursday, October 11th, 2018. 42 days until Thanksgiving. Episode 640. 640. The number of batters that Mike Miner has faced in his illustrious Texas Rangers career. 157 innings in 2018. And in the most damning with faint praise thing I can say, he was the best starting pitcher for the Rangers in 2018. <laughs> On today's show, guys, we're going an hour. We're doing it live. it. We're doing it live. As long as the computer holds up. If, for those who don't know, it crashed on us yesterday. We'll see if it holds up today. We're going to look at Thursday games to watch tonight. Um, Texas high school football games. Plus, there's some college games you should watch. Then, we're going to hear from the head coach of the 4-1 and San Antonio Harlan Hawks. Coach Eddie Salas will join us. Um, Coach Coach Salas was uh, was the coach at Holmes. Moved over to take over the new program there at at Harlan, and has them flying right now. Four and one, they're enjoying their bye week. We'll talk to Coach Salas coming up here in a bit. Then we're gonna get to the picks, my high school football predictions for week seven of the Texas high school football season. And in back half of the show, America's favorite segment, it's free money. We'll get into all that. Let me tell you a story about some mail I got yesterday. Um, so I got so so a couple of weeks ago, we got a package from Texas High out in Texarkana. And it was some lovely shirts to, to put on the Swag Shrine. We have to, we're, we're currently mounting them right now. We're going to be putting them up here uh, in a bit when we get some time. Uh, but it was very nice, some some Texas, I think it was like Texas Strong or something, some really good Texas High stuff. So we appreciate Coach Jerry Stanford uh, sending it to us. So yesterday I got another package from Texas High. and I'm like, oh, maybe they found some more swag they want to put up. Mm-hmm. And so I have the package right here, guys. Uh, this is what the package looks like right there. Um, let's reach inside and see what's in here. Um, a cord. Uh, another another cord. And then what appear to be two clickers from our friends at Huddle uh, to, um, like, you know, that you're going forward and back on the film. Clickers. Two of them. In here. And I'm like, huh. Why did uh, why did Coach send us some clickers? So uh, I texted Matt Stepp to see if he knew. He had no idea. I knew he was, but the reason was I knew he was going out there to Texas Arcana. So I thought maybe there was something he wanted us to have, but I just didn't understand. So I ended up calling Jerry Stanford, the head coach at at Texas High. And I go, hey, coach, um, I got a weird piece of mail from you today. I got two clickers. And he goes, oh, crap. (laughs) He goes, here's what I want you to do. I want you to pick one of them up. Okay. I want you to shake it. Does it sound like a rattle? I go, oh yeah, it does. He goes, yeah, those are broken. Those are supposed to go back to huddle. <laughs> and so I, I look at this, and his wonderful secretary, if you look at the handwriting, the handwriting is way too nice to be a high school football right. coach's yeah, handwriting. Way too There's little... no way that this is a high school football coach's handwriting. He goes, yeah, my secretary probably sent it to the wrong people. So, Matt Stepp will be playing courier on his way to Texarkana tomorrow as he returns these. Anyway, we get weird mail here at Texas. <laughs> if you have broken clickers you want to send us... <laughs> Please, send them to us. Although, it does have a laser pointer. That, yeah. Like, uh, you see?
2: What? Works pretty fine. That part works fine. This work perfectly fine. Anyway. Anyway, thanks for the
0: clickers, Coach Stanford. <laughs> we'll get them back to you tomorrow. We are at Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com, slash Campbell, Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com, slash Campbell, And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Enough theater of the mind. That is that's enough good. theater of the mind. Good job. Let's get to the Thursday night, folks. We've got two college football games tonight. Um, do We're you want to gonna- give us a quick preview of Texas State? Nope. Okay. They're playing Georgia Southern. That's on ESPNU. You can that's watch that? Game that's happening. That is a game that is happening. You'll probably though be watching TCU and Texas Tech. Yeah. It's a legit good game, and there's it's starting to get built up on the interwebs as the game that could spark some Big Twelve chaos. That is Texas Tech knocks off TCU Things to get really weird team chaos, yeah, we get onto team entropy here, so watch out for that, but we 'll preview that in free money coming up at the back half of the show. A couple of high school games to get in, uh, to get fired up about one game i 'm very excited about in the DFw Metroplex Co- um, Hazlitt Eaton uh, northwest Eaton, is going to take on Keller uh, both four and one, both one and one in district. Uh, This is a pretty critical game in that district. Um, You know, two teams that are off to to nice starts. And I got to tell you, uh, Keller's quarterback, Sloan Henry, has been very good. Uh, Their receiver, Damon Smith, has been good. The question is going to be defensively, um, you know, which will be, um, you know, they're going to be up against a a defense or an offense at at Eaton that I saw last week that kind of got, kind of had to get its wheels going. But once it did, Dawson Pell, their quarterback, uh, or their running back started get, started going, and he was really impressive. Um, their linebackers are, are pretty solid as well. I think this will be a fun game, a critical matchup in that district, uh, at least for seeding is concerned. Uh, I would bet, honestly, if I, were to, if I were to guess, I would say that both these teams are probably playoff teams. But if you talk about seeding, this is probably a game... Um, I will also say this: If there's going to be a team that's left out, it might be one of these two teams. So this is what we call a buffer win. If you want to get, if you're going to get this win, this is this is you know this is very important. So that game's going on tonight at Keller. Big game in Central Texas. Temple takes on Killeen. Um, and and Temple no rest for the weary. A week after uh, surviving triple overtime against Belton, they have to travel to Killeen to take on a game kangaroo squad. This this Killeen team, their only losses are to Stony Point and Midway. Um, defense has been. Excellent, really, really good. Chris Ingram, their linebacker, has been great. Offense, mostly good, mostly good. James Terry, their junior running or junior quarterback, has been has been solid, and their their running back uh, Kadarius Marshall is excellent as well. They're going up against Temple. Temple, you got to wonder where their heads at. It's a short week, um, going Friday to Thursday after playing triple overtime. Jared Wiley, of course, has been great. Uh, I need to see them step up defensively because last week they gave up a ton of yards and points to Belton.
2: Yeah, but it's a part of you wants to, you know, part of you wants to maybe throw that out the window. Big mm-hmm. rivalry game, huge atmosphere, really unique. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe maybe it's maybe it's a little aberration on the on the on the resume there.
0: Yeah, and then maybe the best game in the state tonight is in El Paso. Uh District 168 play kicks off tonight. El Paso Coronado takes on El Paso Montwood. Um, in what I feel like is a pretty tightly knit district. I will say that I think that Coronado's probably the strongest team in that district. Uh, They've looked excellent. Their defense has been lights out. Lights, lights, lights out. Uh, And it has wrecked opposing teams. They've only given up 38 points in five games. That's impressive stuff from Coronado. Uh, Taking on a Montwood team. Uh, that is that needs this win. Um, every if they get this win, they've got to feel a lot better about their playoff uh, spots. I think that there are five good teams for four playoff spots here. Um, and if you're Montwood, you got to get a big game from Jason, uh, Jason Fernandez, and more importantly, uh, more importantly, their offense has to get going. They've only scored seventy-five points. It seems like a bad matchup for Montwood. They got to get this offense going. They can do that. They can turn one-six-a upside down. Uh, but right now, Coronado is probably your favorite in this one. Although I think that it's all pretty tightly knit. So this is a big game to kick off District One Six-A play. Uh, also, Laredo Alexander and Laredo United South, and Frisco and Lake Dallas will do battle tonight as well. Frisco playing its seventh game in seven weeks. That is, that is, they're, they're worn out, those, <laughs> those raccoons. Anyway, make sure you read uh, Ryan McDonald's piece on TexasFootball.com about the Thursday games to watch. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Campbell's, Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Campbell's, And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across Lone Star State. I want to invite you to check out TexasFootball.com to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. That's our subscription package. If you like Dave Campbell's Texas Football and you want to see more things from Dave Campbell's Texas Football, please consider being a subscriber. You get two magazines, both mailed directly to you. The 2018 recruiting edition of Dave Campbell's Texas football profiling more than 400 prospects around the state from the class of 2019, which are kids who are seniors right here, right now to the class of 2021, which are, or 2022, which are kids who are freshmen this year, which is insane it is making me insane. You get that mailed directly to you. You also get pre-order for the 2019 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas football, the Bible of Texas football, the magazine, you know about the magazine that made us famous, um, previewing the entire state of football, um, you get it. You get that mailed directly to you. Subscribers last year got it a week early, which is pretty awesome, so subscribe there. You also get a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com, including computer rankings of every Texas high school football team. That's up right now. Computer projections of every Texas high school football game. That's up right now. A season's worth of Tep and Step, our high school football insider podcast from Matt Step and I, where we nerd out about high school football for an hour. You get that. You also get recruiting analysis from our friends at Next Level Athlete. Starting to pick that up too. Greg Powers is getting a lot of stuff up right now on TexasFootball.com. Texas Football Today, extras, all that good stuff. Everything I just listed, all for the low, low price of 1995 for an entire year. 1995 for an entire year makes a great gift as well. It makes, let's go to TexasFootball.com and become subscribers, all of us right now. Let's all go do it. Let's go to the Dairy Max Built by Nature hotline and bring in the head coach of the 4 and one, San Antonio Harlan Hawks, Coach Eddie Salas. Coach. How are things in beautiful San Antonio, Texas?
3: Oh, it's going great. Awesome. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, listen, you guys are off to a fantastic start here. Your first varsity season, uh, the newest program down there in San Antonio. Um, You know, I'm really interested in hearing from you how – you know, what the process of building this program has been like. You guys played a a sub-varsity schedule uh, last year. Now you're off to a four-and-one record this year. Uh, What has this process been like uh, building this Hawks program?
3: I'll tell you what, it's been a lot of fun just trying to, you know, kind of come in here and build culture. Um, I thought it was a a great deal for, for us to start on the JV schedule with some young kids and and being able to kind of build that foundation early on. And so, you know, last year we got to play some games and we tried to make them all as varsity-like as possible. Um, I think that's, you know, part of the setting of playing in uh, stadiums and our band and our cheer and spirit groups and all that good stuff. I think that was part of the process of just growing where our kids are not uh, shell-shocked from the fans and and all the things that goes around a varsity game. And so... That was one of the starts there, and, and as well as just trying to play good JV teams that that would help us get ready.
0: Uh, teams generally don't start off this good whenever they're playing their first varsity season. You guys are off to a four and one start. Um, has anything about this season surprised you?
3: Well, I think everything about this season has surprised <laughs> me. You know, you 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 get in and, and you know you could play every JV game you want and feel good about certain things, but. I mean, last year we won three games as a JV team. You know, we were three and seven, and I think the the off season we really needed a great off season, and we had one. Uh, and then going into the summer, the kids really bought in and did a lot of the seven on seven. That you know, it helped it helped us build team. And uh, uh, but getting into the season, you kind of walk into the first game against Holmes High School and go, that's a varsity team you're facing with experienced kids and a lot of seniors and returners and they've been there before and you don't know what to expect from yours. And so, uh, you know, there's been a lot of, a lot of teaching moments, but uh, our kids have stepped up to the challenge and they won that first one. And I think, uh, that kind of built
0: momentum for us. Uh, we're talking with Eddie Salas, the head coach at San Antonio Harlan here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation hashtag TF Today. Coach, uh, you mentioned that season opener uh, against Holmes, and you are intimately familiar with that program. That's uh, the, the, the place you coached before coming over to Harlan. I'm, I'm really interested to take you back to week one. Uh, what was that like? What were, what were your emotions going into that game? You know, obviously so much going on with your current program, but the history you have uh, with the, over there with the Huskies.
3: Absolutely. You know, I think we did a great job uh, being at homes and, and establishing a good culture and program there. And so I knew coming into this game that, that you know, they had some great kids. They had a, a great running back uh, that was, you know, started for us when he was a sophomore and a receiver. And 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 so kind of going back, you know, you get mixed emotions. You know, obviously you're playing your old team and your old kids. And, uh, and they're very excited on that side of town. And our kids are excited because it's the first one. And so just trying to keep everything, uh, you know, uh, in the right perspective and trying to keep, you know, our, our coaching staff and our kids focused on, hey, our job is to play one play at a time and worry about that, you know. And so I think that's what we did. And it kind of helped us. And, and our kids came out on top of that game. And I think ever since that game, it's they felt like they can be
0: the varsity team uh, you guys you know when when you talk about programs getting their start and, and starting from scratch um you know the thing that we hear from coaches all the time is the toughest thing to kind of get going is the defense you know the defense is is the thing that kind of lags behind that has not been the case for you guys the defense has really come out firing uh, you know in the early going um what is it what do you think has been the key to your defensive success so far
3: you know, I think a lot of it. Of course, our defensive coordinator that I have, Coach Padilla, he's been. Uh, we've been together for a long time, almost probably ten years, working together from uh, Bernie ISD, Bernie High School, Bernie Champion, and then he was my defensive coordinator at uh, at Holmes. And so, bringing him in here, I think uh, he had a good uh, good vision for our program. Uh, but then it starts with the kids, and we got to figure out who are our kids in that JV season that we had, I, I think we were able to really balance our team out and, and, and really, uh, you know, sit there and draft kids almost, you know, and say, who's going to produce on offense, who's going to produce on defense. And, and I think we had a pretty good, uh, uh draft there for ourselves here as a coaching staff. And, and we try to, you know, get our top 25 athletes and say, they got to be on the field, uh, whether it's offense or defense and built from there. And, you know, uh, uh were kids like Sam Carter, who who was a defensive end. He's a defensive end for us. He's just he's fast. He's quick. He he takes half the field away sometimes. It's hard to run around the perimeter from him, you know. And then you have Zane Zavoda at safety, who who's a, a junior and, um, and looks great and plays well. I think he's got almost sixty tackles already this season. So uh, you know, the kids make a big difference. Some of these kids.
0: You know you mentioned uh, Sam Carter, and I want to ask you specifically about him. This is a kid who um on a team that is almost entirely comprised of juniors and sophomores, a lot of young mm-hmm. guys here is one of the rare seniors. uh How important is he obviously hes he's a tremendous player and, and i I know that you know the numbers speak for themselves as far as his impact on the game, but but what does he bring to the team as far as leadership is concerned?
3: you know he, he is every he is definitely the heartbeat of our team when it comes to to our success i think you know all spring all, all off season he was the vocal leader of our team he's the the spiritual leader of our team uh every, everything he's so passionate he's a very smart kid he's like number 11 in his class of 390 and uh and it just everything about him is positive you know and him and i've had a lot of conversations in my office about leading and doing certain things and he just runs with it we We don't have to coach him up so much he He just goes and people follow him. Uh, I think he's just a magnet for everybody including including us coaches. We love coaching him and and being a senior and the thing with him is he's a senior, but he's never played varsity mm-hmm.
0: that's yeah uh, that's that's pretty rare. We're talking, with, we're talking with Eddie Salas of, of San Antonio Harlan, the 5-1 and one Hawks here on Texas Football. He involved in the conversation hashtag TF today. Uh, coach, offensively, uh, you know, it's been a, a, a number of youngsters, but the guy who stands out to me is your quarterback who, uh, boy, what a name for a quarterback, Cannon Williams, uh, stepped up for, for you guys, and he's been really solid for you guys, kind of as a dual-threat guy. Um, for, for those who may not be familiar with your sophomore signal caller, what can you tell us about him?
3: Oh, Ken is such a great kid. He, you know, he's a coach's kid. Mm-hmm. His his father's on our staff here. He coaches defense, and, and his mom is the head basketball coach of uh, another school here on, in town at Burbank High School. And so, he comes from that background of, of of just knowing the business a little bit. And so, and it helps that he's you know six two, two hundred pounds, and has an arm. You know, and so he, he's he's definitely growing still as a quarterback, and it, it's uh. I'm just excited to see where he ends up at. You know, just he's a sophomore. He's got, you know, two and a half more years with us here. And uh, and it's exciting to see it. He, he's uh, very smart and reads well. And so uh, we forget most of the time that he's a sophomore. We think he's a senior playing for us.
0: It's it's really fun to watch this this program blossom um, and, and and kind of get their get their legs underneath it. You guys are already uh, you guys have never lost a district game. That's you guys should you should hang the banner right now because it's uh, <laughs> yeah. fantastic. You guys are undefeated two and zero in district fourteen six or fourteen five a division one play. Um, you're enjoying your bye week. I'm I'm interested. You know, kind of the first kind of the first true bye week in in program history. What are you guys lo- looking to accomplish this week?
3: You know, we, we went back and we try to look at everything we've done and, and clean things up for ourselves. You know, you know, we, we check as coaches, are we making things too complicated? You know, uh, what is it that we as as coaches can do to help clean up some of these things for our kids? You know, and some of it was changing the kid's state a little bit from such a grind and a grind and a grind to, hey, let's have some fun with our kids, you know. And, and just yesterday, you know, we, we went and had our middle school uh, play here at our campus and, and we had a picnic for our whole, our whole program, you know, and had some hot dogs and chips and a drink and hung out and I think that was good. It was just a time to relax, uh, after school and, and get away from the grind just for a few minutes.
0: It is. I know it's a grind, and, and the grind does not stop. Uh, next week, uh, you know, uh, after a bye week, you guys are hosting Eagle Pass win in a, uh, you know, a kind of surging, surprising Eagle Pass win squad uh, this year. I know you're already preparing for those guys. Not a, not going to ask you to give away your game plan uh, quite you yet, know. but uh, but when you look at what you're going to be up against next week uh, against win, what are, you, what are you seeing from your perspective?
3: Well, you know, they've been very successful in the past, and I, I just think, you know, uh, coach yes yeah. you know, has been around does a great job with the kids and just watching them a little bit they have athletes on both sides of the ball you know i think when you look at their quarterback and uh and running back they're they're great athletes and they can hurt you you know and so you know for us uh you know you look at those things but when we coach our kids we try to focus more on just us. Uh, you know what is it that that we need to do better you know and so uh you know i think when we take the to focus away from the team and put it on us uh, it just helps us bring more perspective and kind of uh, fine-tune our team a little bit more
0: uh, and coach finally uh, i gotta ask you uh want to take you back in time back in 2007 you were over there at, at bernie high school where you were the yes. you were the assistant softball coach yes. on the 4a <laughs> state champions uh, for the for the Lady Greyhound, so my question is: Have you given any thought to maybe double dipping, doing a little bit of football and then maybe a little softball on the side? Have you thought about uh, maybe picking up picking up the <laughs> glove again and 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 taking over taking over the softball program? I mean, you're having good you, success with the football team.
3: <laughs> you know, I, I haven't, but I could tell you this: uh, that was a great group of young ladies, and and I, I I still enjoy walking out and watching our coaches coach our girls' softball team and baseball, and you know. I can tell you one of the things that you learn uh, as a male coaching females is the girls are the hardest working people on campus. They'll outwork the boys. They'll run through a wall, uh, and and I always tell the boys I'm like I uh, like you know we had strength conditioning camp over the summer, and all our male coaches go, I can't believe the girls work harder, and I'm like <laughs> I can. <laughs> He's,
0: well, it's, it's, been a, it's been a successful start for the Harlan Hawks and their coach, Eddie Salas. Coach, really appreciate your time. Congratulations again on, on the, the big win last week against Harlandale and the, uh, the success so far. And best of luck the rest of the way.
3: Thank you. I appreciate you guys.
0: There he goes, Eddie Salas, the head coach. The 5-1 and one Harlan Hawks. Another another program in its infancy that's sure. having big success right off the
2: bat. Yeah, uh, there was, um, he used to scrimmage Sam Marcus quite a bit at Holmes mm-hmm. uh, every year when I covered Sam Marcus, and it, his hire is kind of a testament to districts knowing what they have mm-hmm. in terms of a program builder. You're like exactly respect, right. Respect for what he's doing because you look at his resume at Holmes and it's like the win percentage doesn't jump off the table. But yeah, you look at what he was building there because I think his first two years there were winless. Mm-hmm. And then uh, 2015, I think they won four games and mm-hmm. then 2016, they won five. He was building something from really the ground up there and having a respectable reputation as someone who can establish that uh repertoire with the kids and really the community
0: yeah you know you're you're 100% right he, you know his his record didn't jump off the page at you at Holmes but at the same time like, like credit Northside ISD for understanding what they've got in yeah. him and, and, and the, go- the kind of guy that it takes to build a program and Eddie Salas like, oh, obviously look,
2: that's a guy that can build a program that can get kids to trust him and look they're off to a great and, start already.
0: And, and it's, it speaks for itself at this point. So we appreciate Coach Eddie Salas hopping on with us. We are at Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Campbell's, Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Campbell's, And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. TexasFootball.com is also where you can find our Week 7 Texas High School Football Preview. It is the biggest week of the year, since at least since Week 1. Maybe of the year overall. Huge games all across the state. And I decided to make predictions for some reason. Here are my Week 7 Texas High School Football Predictions here on Texas Football Today. Get ready for the biggest week of Texas High School Football yet. These are the Picks. <laughs> Welcome to The Picks, your guide to Texas high school football weekend. My name is Greg Tepper of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are now in week seven of the Texas high school football season, and I'm going to be honest, this slate is loaded. It is probably the biggest, most high-powered slate of games we have since week one or Probably even bigger than week one. It is huge games everywhere you look. State-ranked teams against state-ranked teams. Undefeated teams against undefeated teams. You're not going to want to miss it. Tons of games all over the place we got to get to. We start in Austin. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Chaparral Stadium in Austin. It's the must-see game in the capital city as the Lake Travis Cavaliers take on the rival Austin Westlake Chaparral. What are the keys to this matchup? Well, key number one, Lake Travis's receivers against Westlake's defensive backs. This is probably the biggest key in the entire game because it's arguably strength on strength. Lake Travis has a number of ways to beat you, but make no mistake, the strength of this team is out wide. Garrett Wilson, their wide receiver, is arguably the best player in the entire state, and Kyle Eaves has been an outstanding receiving option as well. Can the Westlake defense in the back end, led by Leo Lowen and Doke Wilson, can they come up with big plays to keep a cap on this explosive Lake Travis receiving core? Key number two, Westlake's offensive balance. For all we talk about, Todd Dodge as a throw-it-around spread offense guy. This is a team that likes to have a good amount of balance. Yes, their quarterback, Taylor Anderson, is going to drop back and throw a fair amount, but their running game is getting going as well. Tripp Graham has been very solid for the Shaps. They need to have that balance. Can the Lake Travis defense, led by Matthew Peterman, take away one of those aspects of their offense? If the Shaps become one-dimensional, this is all Lake Travis. This is a big key in this one. And key number three, anomaly or the new normal. So last year, Westlake pulled out a 21-14 win over their rival Lake Travis, and there was a big celebration at Chaparral Stadium because, well, not only was it a big win, but it was a pretty rare win. Before that, Lake Travis had won 10 in a row against their rival. In fact, Lake Travis is 10-3 overall against Westlake all-time. But last year felt like a bit of a changing of the guard. It felt like maybe Westlake is taking the upper hand in this rivalry. So... Is last year a sign of things to come? Or are we back to normal with Lake Travis dominance? Who am I picking? I'm going with Lake Travis. I think there's an argument that Lake Travis is the best team in 6A this year. And it's not just their receiver, Garrett Wilson. I think this junior quarterback Hudson Card is something special. The people down there at Lake Travis will not stop raving about him. And I also think that Caleb Winson on the defensive front is going to help this Lake Travis defense. Now, Westlake's got to establish the run. Tripp Graham's got to have a big game. And Taylor Anderson has to take care of the ball and let that defense do the work. I think this game has a chance to be pretty close down to the wire. But I think Lake Travis pulls out the win. Let's go to the DFW Metroplex. 7 o'clock Friday night at Allen's Eagles Stadium. It's a battle of unbeatens as the Plano East Panthers take on the Allen Eagles. What are the keys to this matchup? Well, Key number one, Plano East in the trenches. This Plano East defense has been really solid all year long. It's a big reason why they've got a great shot in this game. But for all we talk about Allen and their outstanding skill position players, the reason that they win is because they dominate up front on both sides of the ball. And this is no exception in 2018. Jayden Jernigan leads a very fierce front seven for Allen, and on the offensive side, E.J. Ogar is the leader of this offensive line. It is up to Plano East and guys like Chase Cotton on the offensive line and guys like Noah Richards on the defensive line to play this game to a draw in the trenches, because if Allen dominates up front, they're going to win this game. Can Plano East match up with Allen up front? Key number two, Allen's big plays. this is a home run hitting offense, especially with their quarterback, Grant Tisdale, and the sensational wide receiver, Theo Weiss. Allen is going to take a lot of deep shots, and they get big chunks in a hurry. Now, as I mentioned, the Plano East defense has been outstanding all year long, but this is a very big test. Can Tyler Owens and company keep the Eagles in front of them? That's a big key if Plano East is going to win this one. And key number three, who is Allen? Silly question, right? We know who Allen is. They're the defending 6A Division I state champs. They're the largest school in the state. With an enrollment of 6,664, they have that giant stadium. They have won 96 of their last 99 games. They're the most dominant power in Texas high school football, right? What do we know about them this year? What do we know about the 2018 Allen Eagles? I would argue, not much. They have played three and a half games against teams in Texas. They had a game against Coppell that was cut short at halftime due to weather. Those four teams that they have played in Texas have a combined record of six and 15. They haven't played anybody. We don't know how good this Allen team is. Now we have a pretty good feeling that they're pretty good, but we're going to find out a lot. I want to know who is Allen. Who am I picking? I'm going with Allen. For all the things we don't know about them, and let's be real, we don't know a ton, uh, I think that they are the stronger team here. Quarterback Grant Tisdale and wide receiver Theo Weiss have been sensational. Their running game is starting to get going as well, and I think that this Allen defense is really the key to their success. Now, Plano East is going to punch them. They are going to land a punch against Allen because this Plano East defense is really good, but I'm not quite sure the offense is going to have what it takes to get past the Eagles. I think Allen stays undefeated. 7.30 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Tiger Stadium in Gunner. It is a must-see 3A battle of unbeaten as Gunner takes on Holiday. Two teams that are built pretty similarly. They like to run the ball, and they like to play great defense. The defense has been sensational. These two teams in their 11 games have given up a combined 49 points. That is ridiculous. And the running games are fantastic as well. Dylan Jantz for Gunner and Tristan Boyd for Holiday. This is going to be a slugfest. It wouldn't surprise me if this is very low scoring, but I think Gunner out a win. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Cougar Stadium in College Station. It's a big-time 5A matchup between the Lufkin Panthers and the College Station Cougars. When realignment came out in February, this was a game that we circled because we've been very excited about that, and both teams have lived up to the hype. Lufkin has explosive wide receiver Jalen Polk and their quarterback Kawan Thomas back. That is a big boon for the Panthers, although they struggled a bit last week against Magnolia. They're going to need to be on their A game This week against College Station, led by their defense with Brandon Joseph. This new quarterback, Brandon Williams, is leading the way. I think this game is close. I'm going to stick with my preseason guns, though. I think Lufkin pulls out a very narrow win. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Lackey Stadium in Westlaco. It's a big-time Rio Grande Valley showdown. As Edinburgh Vela takes on Westlaco, battle of unbeatens here and storylines abound. Most notably, that Westlaco coach Michael Salinas is taking on his former team. He was the head coach at Vela for the first five years of their existence. If Westlaco is going to win this game, they need to win with defense. Marco Noriega, their linebacker, has been fantastic. On the other side, I think that Vela wants to get this score up. Daniel Enriquez, their playmaking do-it-all athlete is going to have a big impact in this game, but keep an eye on sophomore quarterback Anthony Sotelo. I think he's a difference maker. I think Vela comes away with the win. 7.30 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Eagle Stadium in Woodville. It's another battle of unbeatens. As the Woodville Eagles take on the Buna Cougars, this Buna team is maybe the quietest 5-0 team in the state. Their defense, led by Blaine Marks, has been fantastic. But have they been tested? I'm not quite sure. Woodville will for sure test them. This team is really humming offensively with their running back, Zach Martin. I think he plows them to a win. And 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Ratliff Stadium in Odessa. It's the crosstown rivalry as the Odessa Broncos take on the Permian Panthers. No love lost here between these two teams, although it's been Permian who's gotten the better of their rival of late. They've won four straight, and they've won six of seven in this series. The key for Odessa to win this game is Josh Lara. their running back. They have to get some success on the ground and keep the ball away from this explosive Permian offense, led by running back Ed Williams and quarterback Peyton Powell. I think this game has a chance to be pretty close, but I think Permian takes away a victory. But those are far from the only big games in Week 7 of the Texas high school football season. Let's get to the lightning round. Port Arthur Memorial takes down New Caney Lavernia, gets past Beeville Jones, and Sundown beats previously unbeaten Floyd Ada. Liberty Hill gets past Fredericksburg San Antonio Southwest, beats Laredo Martin, and in a close one, San Antonio Madison gets by San Antonio Reagan. Holly keeps rolling with a win over Winter's Marion takes down Jurgenton, in another battle of unbeatens, I like Euless Trinity over Halton. Sonora sneaks by Blanco, Jefferson beats Mount Vernon in a high-powered East Texas shootout, and Eastland gets by early. Down south, I like Fall City over La Pryor. Out west, I like El Paso Eastwood over El Paso Eastlake, and up north, I like Lubbock Coronado over Amarillo. Corpus Christy Flowerbluff finds a way past Victoria East, Clifton stays unbeaten with a win over Hamilton, and Spring Westfield takes down Aldine Eisenhower. Harris clips Salina, and in our six-man game of the week, I like White Deer over Union Hill. And those are the picks. What am I wrong about? Which games did I leave out? I know I left out a lot because it's a huge week in Texas high school football, and this video can only be about 10 minutes long. Leave a comment down below. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Campbell's, And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks for watching. Enjoy week seven of the Texas high school football season. We'll see you. There they are. High School Football Predictions. And again, listen, last week I went on a limb, and I said I would have at least two right, and guess what? I nailed it. This week, I'm not feeling as confident. At least one right. At least one right. I'm going back to the baseline. The baseline courage is where I'm going. So that's what I'm going to do. So we appreciate... no. I was we saying.
1: appreciate you for doing your picks on a We appreciate a video. you guys
0: watching us. Conceited. Sorry. Jeez. I'm still appreciating Eddie Salas for hopping on us. That's where I'm at. I'm still Good in a moment save. of
1: appreciation. Good save, chief.
0: <laughs> we are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com.
1: Oh. Uh, here we go.
0: Hey guys, uh, guess what? Do you guys check the clock? Check the clock. Cause it's time for free money for your bookie. Free money
3: for your
0: bookie. My college football picks against the spread. It's uh, we went pretty much five hundred. We went three, four, and one last week. Three, four, and one. I pushed the Kentucky. Boy, the Kentucky and M game. Did you see that? It was a six-point game, and guess what guess what happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vegas knew something, man. That was impressive. <laughs> so another big slate of games. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games for you to win some free money. Let's get to it. Max, what's our first game?
1: Starting in just a few hours. Yeah. Got to get this video up quick after the show.
0: <sighs> yeah, so you, can, so you can go and place your bets legally.
1: This evening, Thursday night, 6.30 p.m., Texas Tech. Coming into Fort Worth to take on TCU. TCU seven and a half point favorites. I hope that defense is good because I'm not sure where the offense is going to score
0: those points. So that's that's the exact thing. <laughs> is that on one hand, this is strength on strength. Sure. The TCU defense has been great. Yep. TV like say what you want about uh, the whole the team as a whole, but the defense has lived up to the hype. Yep. They have been great. The offense has trended in a very bad way, and basically they've only played one good game. Yep. The Ohio State game. Now now ag- that's against their best opponent. So, kudos to them. But they were fine against Southern. They were, eh, against SMU. They were bad against Texas, and they were bad against Iowa State. Well, now they take on a Texas Tech team that the defense is actually, you know, or the, the offense is going to test them. Sure. T- the offense is definitely going to test them. It sounds like, is Alan Bowman going to play? They haven't named a starter. They haven't
2: named a starter. I think that's just Cliff kind of yeah. keeping things making making him prepare
0: for a couple of teams. Um, I think that this is – but the other side of it is interesting too because it's, str- it's weakness on weakness. Yeah, It's the TCU offense against the tech, tech defense. The Tech defense has actually been okay, but not – I mean, it's still like okay by Tech standards, which is, you know, 80th in the nation or something like that. Yeah. It's a fascinating game. I, I don't I don't know where TCU is going to get the points to beat them by seven and a half points. That's where I'm at on it.
2: About uh, Bowman's now listed as doubtful.
0: Doubtful. So he'll probably go Jet Duffy. I just don't think that I think this game is going to be close. I just like I don't think that TCU's got the firepower right now to win by more than two scores. More than more win by one, more than a score. That's what I'm going to take Tech. I like Tech. Plus seven and a half, even on the road, I'm going to take them. What do you think, Ish?
2: I'm going to take Tech as well. I really liked what I liked what Jeff Duffy did yeah. against West Virginia. I liked a lot of what he showed. We know kind of what he can do based off his stuff at you know Lake Ridge in high school. Mm-hmm. So I, Bowman's awesome, and the offense will take a step back, but his added dynamic with his legs with his, his legs, movement. I
0: think, and and that's going to be different that they that they have to prepare for, which right. is probably pretty sought. Pretty savvy by Cliff to say, "Oh, Bowman's doing fine, right?" Because it makes it make two game plans. So are we both like Texas Tech plus seven and a half. What's next, Max?
1: We got ourselves an Ishmael Johnson special. Mm-hmm. Georgia Southern traveling to San Marcos, six thirty p.m. this evening as well. Oh, Texas State seventeen point dogs. The disrespect.
2: The wow. dis. There's. Ish. Have they seen Texas State? I'm sadly, not, I, sadly I, they I, have. I, I I am not watching a single second of this game. What? Wow, really? Wow. They've lost you. Oh. I'm not watching a single second of this game. Um, I will root for Tyler Vitt because Tyler Vitt played really well against Lafayette.
0: So here's the thing. The, the thing for Texas, the Texas Southern. Um, this is Su- Texas State or Georgia? You just said Texas Southern. I said Texas Southern. Yeah. Oh, man. There's a Texas Southern, though. There,
1: yeah. That's a different game this weekend. I did. <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, the thing for Georgia Southern, because the thing is there's Texas State or Georgia State, too. Sure. Um, the thing for Texas, uh, Georgia Southern, rather. <laughs> Jeez. I know. It's <laughs> terrible. Um, they are a pretty solid running team which is not great for, te- for Texas State. Nothing's yeah. good. But basically, like, not good. They're going to they're gonna run the ball a fair amount with their quarterback, Shea Wirtz, and Wesley Fields, their running back. When they throw, though, they hit big plays. This is a run, 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 run team.
2: Do they still run the option? Is that right? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, They're still they, running they the had option. it option. They abandoned it for a bit with Ty Summers, but I believe they're back, too. I
0: still think they're doing that. Um, the defense is not awesome, but I don't think that it matters mm-hmm. against Texas State. Um, you're asking, to even even at home... I got to go with Georgia Southern. I'm sorry. I'm taking. I'm, I think they're going to beat the 17 point spread. No, I,
2: I agree definitely. Texas State lost to South Alabama 41-31. Uh, Georgia Southern crushed South Alabama 48-13. Georgia I Southern think they cover this pretty comfortably. Georgia Southern noticeably better than yeah. their uh, only losses to Clemson. Yes,
0: like, exactly. So okay. I, I would say. Um, I would say that right now that I would go with Texas. I would go with Georgia Southern plus minus seventeen. Yep. What's next, Max?
1: Let's head to Saturday, gents.
0: Oh God, do we have to? We
1: have to, and we're going to start things at noon. We're going to get going early. UAB, the Blazers, taking on Rice. Twelve p.m. noon. Like I said, Rice sixteen and a half point dogs. They're a half point better than Texas State this week. man.
0: So here are here's the problem for Rice. They're um, Struggling? They're not, well, they're not very good, yeah. but they are playing a team whose defense is good and getting better. This defense for UAB last week they held, they went to Louisiana Tech and they held them to seven points. That's impressive.
2: 14 uh, points in the last two weeks. I
0: mean, they have been really, really good. Uh, the offense, is, uh, it's it's kind of it's fine. Like, there's, you know, there's nothing really special about it. They kind of want to throw the ball uh, with A.J. Erdley. They've got a, a running back, and a sophomore running back in Spencer Brown, who's fine. I would say, for me, though, the biggest problem is I just don't know where Rice is going to score. Right. That last week, like, they played a good UTSA defense and got held to three points. They are now playing a maybe great yeah. UAB defense. I just don't think they're going to be able to score enough. I'm going to take UAB and the points. My, UAB, or UAB and I'm going to lay the points 16.5. So Nothing gonna take more to
2: it. add for me. I agree with yeah. that completely. UAB minus
0: 16.5. What's next, Max?
1: Can I interest you gentlemen in an anxiety bowl?
2: Mm- oh,
0: this is got this is an anxiety salad. That's what mm-hmm. this is. Mm, put some anxiety S- dressing on Southern
1: it. Southern Miss. Coming into Denton. Take on North Texas 1 p.m.
0: Saturday. North Texas 8.5 point favorites. So I want, to be, I want to be clear about something. I want to be real clear about something. This is not a good Southern Miss team. Let me rephrase. This I, is I don't not think a good we, kn- su- I don't think we know. This is not a good Southern Miss offense. This offense is trash horse. It's real, It's real trash, um, which makes them hanging 40 on rice pretty bad. But this offense is not good. They are uh, right now, according to s and P plus, they are 114th on offense. Uh, they're not very good. Here's the problem, though. The defense, though, is pretty darn good, and especially they are really good at taking away the thing that Tex, that that North Texas does well, which is pass the ball efficiently. That's the matchup here. Is can Mason Fine be good with the football, be, be sound with the football, get mm-hmm. the ball to his receivers, and keep the ball away from this defense because his defense, it does give up its fair share of big plays through the air, sure. but it does not let you complete a ton of passes. And that's kind of important for this North Texas. The, to me, it's first down. Sure. First down is the, big game, is the big thing here because if you get into third and long, they're going to be able to clamp down on you, and they're really good in passing downs. I like like North Texas to bounce back at home. I think coming home is
2: going to help them. I think they win this game by about 10. Mm -hmm. I think North Texas uh, covers 8.5. I'll say the worst thing that happened to Southern Miss this year was that game against Appalachian State getting canceled because that was a good App State team. Mm -hmm. And... The rest of Southern Miss's resume is kind of all over the place. A narrow loss to Auburn last week, um, or not la- uh, not last week though, a couple weeks yeah. ago uh, before the bottom. blowout Rice close loss to UO. Monroe. It's kind of like mm-hmm. okay, I really don't know. That App State game could have probably said a lot about them, um, but I agree. I think North Texas bounces back this week just because I'm not totally sure what Southern Miss really is. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to take I'm going to take North
0: Texas uh, and, and and lay the points. I'm going to take North Texas minus eight and a half. What's
2: next, Max?
1: Okay, you do that. Let's get some main dishes. you Baylor Bears. Traveling down the road to Austin Let's play number nine, Texas. They should not be number nine.
2: Number nine, no, yeah. Texas. That's, that is an overrate. Are you? They, are you
1: yeah, not. Nah, 2.30 p.m. Saturday. Back. Texas, 14.5-point favorites. Texas is back. That's... That's
0: that's a perfect line. That'll make you nervous right there. That is just a little bit too rich for me. Yeah. Just, just a, little a little bit. bit. Again, it's just that little bit. Again, I want to be clear. I think Texas is going to win this game because uh and, and by the way, go on TexasFootball.com and read Shehan J. Raj's piece Very good about how Baylor is giving up huge chunk plays on the ground. That is a huge thing for them. And right now the way that they're actually running the ball, that bodes well for Texas. Um but I will say that, you know, the defense was not good last week against Oklahoma and Baylor's offense is humming right now. Again, I think that Texas wins this game. I do. But I think that this game's probably decided by about ten points instead of fourteen. Oh, really? Okay. I think this game is closer than, than fourteen points. I'm gonna take Baylor and, and the points. I'm gonna take Baylor plus fourteen and a half in this one.
2: I'm going Texas. I'm going Texas. Interesting because we I think Baylor's inability to stop the big play mm-hmm. helps Texas. Because sure. Baylor gets beat over the top. As if there's one thing we've seen from the passing game this year in Texas is they might not be able to chip you down the field, but they can hit you over the top with little Jordan Humphrey and Colin Johnson. Mm-hmm. They can make those big plays happen. I think they ride the momentum of the Red River shootout, I think or the Red River rivalry, showdown, whatever you want to call it. Um, I think they ride that into... Continuation into uh, into another one. Yeah. Okay,
0: that's interesting. I don't I don't hate it. Uh, again, I don't have a my honest feeling on this is to stay away from it. Sure, but I have to make a pick because right. these are the rules of this stupid yeah. segment. Yeah, so I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Baylor and the points plus fourteen. I just feel like it's probably decided by. Again, probably by double
2: digits. We're due for a letdown from Texas. Right? I don't think, I just don't think it's this week. I think okay. it's coming That's against where it's, a team where it's like, oh, who's that team? Sure, whatever. And then all of a sudden, they're down 14 at the first quarter. Or
0: for like for what it's worth, S&P Plus says that this is a 9.6-point game. Hmm. Okay. That might be. Yeah. Okay, we'll see. It, they probably won't win by 9.6. Sure. What's next, Max?
1: Can Texas cover? Yes. Should they? Yes. Can you trust them? 100%. No. No. no.
0: You Nothing. are you are so jaded with with the long. Ones. You
1: can't trust
2: them. Okay. You can't trust Max, them. That's that's they're back.
0: If they're a nut, you cannot.
1: You this cannot is, the, this be is the, the
2: back.
0: This is the back meter. Oh oh oh! oh, they're back.
1: You can't both be the number nine team in the country and a team that can't be trusted. That's all I'm saying. They're very good. Like they're clearly got a lot of pieces. Well, listen, but, but, I totally
0: agree that they are yeah. not the number nine team in the state yeah. or in the nation, but they're definitely better than the number nineteen in the state. But I, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I do. The, I think they're a top twenty team. All let's right. say
1: that. What's All next? Right. Let's move on to the SEC. The Aggies, number twenty-two in the nation, by the way. Hmm. Going. A&M's back to Columbia, South Carolina. Is Aggies back. Two <laughs> thirty p.m. Saturday. The Aggies, two-point favorites on the road. Hey, people are starting to catch on. They like these Aggies.
0: They like these Aggies, and here's the thing, though, is that, is that South Carolina's fine. They're, they're, <laughs> they're fine. They're like a middle-of-the-road SEC East they're team. team. They're a Will Muschamp team. Yeah. They're a Will Muschamp team.
1: You've got to say if uh, the Aggies were as good as a lot of the Aggies think they are right now, they'd be much bigger favorites in this game.
0: I agree with that, yeah. but I also think that now looking back, the, what Vegas is buying into more than anything is a at home. Yeah. that's a big thing they're buying into. So, let's take a look at this. Um this is a really interesting South Carolina team in the sense that they are not good against the run defensively, but they're pretty good against the pass. They don't give up a big play on the, on the pass. This is a big game for Travion Williams. He's got to have a big game in this one. Um offensively, they're getting Jake Bentley back. I know he's been a little bit nicked up. Um he's there or 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 they they're, they're going to start Jake Bentley, after going to Michael Scammetia last week against uh, against Mizzou, Mizzou. Um, I don't know. This is an interesting matchup. I'm going to lean towards the Aggies on the road. I think that they're going. I think that they, they can beat the two and a half point the two point spread. Um, I do think I do. I I think A&M, or I think let me hop, 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 take two and three two. Vegas has something right in that I think this is a close game. Yeah, I think this is probably one possession game, but I think the Aggies win by about a touchdown. I'm going to take a And M.
2: I'm gonna Ooh. take a And M as well. Um, last week was a good win. Like that was yes. really, I, oh, I legit really like that Kentucky team. They really did a good job against Benny Snell defensively. Um, they beat a good team. Like that was my thing when they lost to Clemson. I was like, okay, they lost to Clemson, and that was their biggest victory of the year. But they beat a solid team. Now in the overtime. the only thing I will say about this, mm-hmm.
0: and my my hang up with a And M, they have not beaten a good. They have not. The defense has not had a great game against a good passing team. Sure. Kentucky cannot pass the ball. Mm-hmm. Once they stopped the run, that was over. Yeah, South Carolina, for the most part, now he can get a little bit loose with the ball, but they can they got they got weapons. Debo sure. Samuel, uh, Brian Edwards, they got good weapons. I'm so looking
2: at the rest of A and schedule, they're really not facing a team that passes that, the ball. Like, yeah, I mean
0: Auburn's South Carolina the, might be that Auburn. Team that, Auburn's probably the closest thing, although right, they're, they're running the ball a, a bit, uh, a fair bit as they usually do under Gus Malzahn. Um, I would say, yeah, I would, I would. right now, I would. I'm going to take A and M. Minus two, yeah. I don't feel <laughs> great about it. The more, the more I talk it out. What's next, Max?
1: huh. this show has been going for nigh on three years.
0: Yeah? Three years next week?
1: Three years next week. And uh, if I want to I take you back for a moment to that time. Okay. East Carolina was coming off an eight and five season. That's how long ago this was. One of the worst teams oh. in college football now Golly. was Ruffy, coming yeah. off oh, an 8-5 well, season.
2: He has a coordinator job now, so mm-hmm. it's a good thing.
1: Saturday, 6 p.m., Houston travels to East Carolina where they are 16-point
3: favorites.
0: They are 16-point favorites, and they're going to win by 20. And Guys, it's East so weird. weird. East Carolina is bad. And the weird thing is, like, like, their offense is... Miserable. They're really bad. They're which not is, good at. They're not good at anything.
2: Which is shocking because Scotty. Uh, 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 I forgot the head coach. Oh my god, Scotty Reynolds. No, that's a Villanova player. East Carolina uh,
0: football coach is Scotty Montgomery. Scotty Montgomery.
2: I was getting Phil. I was getting Phil yeah, Montgomery. Phil Montgomery. Um, but yeah, He was a former offensive coordinator under David Cutcliffe I know. at Duke. Like, I don't the, get the it. The team that Johnny beat, I believe he was the coordinator of that Duke team. Like that, he's a coordinator by heart.
0: I do not get and it. They this, can't move the ball. The the you know. And, and right now, it's going to take a team that can score. like Basically, I, I feel like every team that can score is going yeah. to be a problematic for, for Houston. Sure. This ain't a team that can score. <laughs> They'll be fine. <laughs> the, to me, if you're Houston, this is the retrenching game for your defense where yeah. you say, we are going to suffocate this team. Sure. I think they take it personally. I think they go on the road, and I think they win by 20. Give if, me Houston minus 16.
2: If they don't cover, this is a problem.
0: I agree. That is a problem. I Carolina East agree. Carolina's not good. They're not. So, finally, Max. Before we get there. Yes.
1: You remember a second ago when we were talking about Texas?
0: Yeah. I remember Did that. did
1: any of us say we hate Texas? No. I mean, no. I mean, I said they're back.
0: No. I mean, I was. I'm always thinking it. Yeah. Right. That's what our good friend
1: Miziel thinks because we did not declare them awesome. We now hate them, and because he's a good commenter, I'm going to let this one slide. Ha- I'm going to let it slide, but that's some crap.
2: We. They're back. I think they're back. <laughs> unbelievable they probably they probably on Un- 10 games believable uh,
1: that even your liverpool love doesn't make up for I that gonna, i think
0: they're going to i think they're going to win i just don't think they're going to cover 14 right. and a half i think yeah. texas
1: is a good football team i just don't think they're as good as this, as the rankings say right now that's all guys, I, I, I guys
0: don't be don't be whiny college football fans <sighs> whiners yeah. i don't trust texas that
1: doesn't mean i hate them ruben rios you guys are babies I mean, all of you stop whining it's not
2: it's not our fault that Golly. Uh, Lincoln Riley had Stoop still as coordinator.
1: Unbelievable. Finally, Max. Whiny babies, all of you. 6 p.m. Saturday, Louisiana Tech taking on UTSA. UTSA, 13.5 point dogs. It hurts.
0: Every week it hurts with UTSA. Yeah. Louisiana Tech is a team that is not as good as their record indicates. No. They are 3-2, and two, but they are not very good. Here's who they have wins over. They have a win over South Alabama, who's bad, Southern, an FCS team, in North Texas, which is that, that game was more and more fluky. The more I look, that at that game it. wasn't impressive. It wasn't impressive. They're not very good. The defense is especially not very good. So this is an opportunity again for the UTSA <laughs> offense to step up. They got to step up offensively. The other thing is that their defense is, or their offense is not, nothing to write yeah. home about. Um, they you know they throw the ball okay, but it's a, it's a it's Jamar Smith, their their junior quarterback. Um, they this offense is not amazing. So the defense should be able to hold them down. I think UTSA keeps us close. I don't know if they win. Maybe. I would give them about a, you know, 25% chance of winning. One in four shot. But sure. I think they keep this thing close enough. And I think UTSA covers the 13. I think they beat the 13.5 points, bro.
2: Ooh, mm, I don't think so. It's because I yeah. hate Louisiana Tech. Right. I guess so, man. I, I
1: don't All think right. so. I, I mean, I wasn't
2: impressed with Louisiana Tech. I saw the North Texas yeah. game.
1: I still think you're being generous.
2: Yeah, man. Nor, nor, I mean, okay. UTSA can't score. Yeah, they can't move the ball. Yeah, um, with Ish. Defensively, they might you know they might keep them under thirty, but I don't think they can score seventeen, fourteen. Yeah, fourteen. Okay. Seven As points. usual,
1: love to be surprised. Love yeah. to be surprised. We love to, love be surprised, to be surprised. But, but until a, they sorry. figure
2: out that quarterback situation, and the other thing at the beginning of the year, the quarterback was the problem. They could run the ball. Now they they can't run the ball right now. Yeah, that's true. So,
0: uh, okay, I'll switch it. I'm gonna take you convince me. You convince me. I'm gonna take Louisiana Tech uh, plus uh, Louisiana Tech plus thirteen half, Oh or minus 13.
1: man, we did it. We're gonna ruin free
0: money. There Woo. you go. So those are my picks. Texas Tech minus seven and a half at TCU. I like Georgia Southern minus seventeen at Texas State. I like UAB minus. Man, a lot of road teams. I like UAB minus sixteen uh, at Rice. I like North Texas plus minus eight and a half. At home against uh, Southern Miss. I like Baylor plus 14.5 at at Texas. I like A&M minus 2 at South Carolina. I like Houston minus 16 at East Carolina. And I like Louisiana Tech minus 13.5 at UTSA. And now we go to Max Thompson for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts.
1: I mean, I love my dog, but I don't trust him. Right? right? That doesn't mean I hate him. bunch of reactionaries, man. I feel like a Bowski right now. This is ridiculous. Bunch of babies, every day somebody's whining in these comments. Unbelievable. Uh,
0: Thanks for however watching.
1: I know right. Uh, really, most of these, most of the time, our guys are good, but jeez, unbelievable. Yeah, Jacob John says I'm just secretly trying to ruin free money, which is yeah, that's not not wrong. I mean, that's that's fine. Um, Jacob John also makes a good point, and it's fun. Appropriate week for. Uh, Lake Travis and Westlake as uh Yeah. Brewer and Ellinger yeah. playing uh-huh. each other across town. That's, That's kinda fun. fun That's kinda fun.
0: Uh my guess is that they split the games. Yeah. There's uh, my
2: official
1: prediction. Yeah, is yeah, that Lake Travis and yeah. Westlake split thinking, those two yeah. games. I think we're all probably in right. agreement yeah. there. Um Paul Roberts says be on the lookout for big weather again. It yeah, sounds like West Texas may struggle this weekend yeah. uh with, with
0: the big weather. It may be it may be North Texas too. Uh, um there may be some showers. Uh, looks like seventy percent chance of showers uh, tomorrow night, which sucks. sucks.
1: It does stink. Uh anyway. Is that it? Hey, Daniel Agnew trying to get in my good graces on a bad day for some of these commenters. He says, Final thoughts remains the top segment. I will go on the record saying that. Mm-hmm. Second my man. Seven.
0: That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com tomorrow, Mailbag Friday, with special guest host Matt Stepp. Tune in. Vince Young, please meet your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. Texas is back. <laughs>